Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watched Cats from 2019 with my friend Ian Shrank. Ian uses he, him pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast for another week. And as always... I'm your host, Mia Marchant, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm here if you need to talk. I'm ready to go if you are. Oh, yeah. You like to do this thing where it's like, oh, we've started. No, I never, I never do that. <laughs> I would never spring it upon my guest as if I were some sort of a notorious frisky feline. Frisky is not the right word. Frisky is absolutely the right <laughs> word because today Does we're talking about. Me? <laughs> I thought we were talking about the movie. Ian, if you were a jellical cat, let's say mm-hmm. you're auditioning to be the jellical choice mm-hmm. to die. To die. You really want to die. You're just praying for the sweet release of death and then maybe reincarnation, but you're not quite sure. What would be your skill and how would you display it in some sort of magnificent way to become Old Deuteronomy's Jellical Choice? Well, this is a very good question. And throughout the film, I was thinking, what kind of cat would I be? I am a very special cat that just learned how to jump onto the refrigerator and stay up there no matter what. And my whole song would be about that. All the other cats are very impressed. Mm -hmm. And I'd break from the song for a bit to do this bit where I like sort of like scratch at my balls. And then Rebel Wilson does a witty one-liner and then it's back to the music. So this is when she's on screen. This isn't before she's banished from the film for the majority of its runtime. That was part of her contract. Uh, They wanted her to do (laughs) one-liners throughout. And then she said, I think this might tarnish my brand. So they negotiated it down. What what is your funny spin on on the refrigerator cat? Are you like like afraid to come down? You don't want anybody to know? 
You just like to be on top of the refrigerator. I feel like I'm on top of the world. That will probably be one of the lyrics in the song. And and like there will be like a CGI globe underneath you spinning. It's a universal property, so of yeah. Course, and then get that brand synergy I like in there. Turn to the camera and I wink when the universal logo. Essentially, I'm going to be Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat, <laughs> who did the exact same bit. I should have just said that. I'm Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat. No, that's great. I love that. So Cats 2019, Ian, was this your first experience with the Cats musical? Because it certainly was mine. Yes and no. I can't say I've ever seen it or heard any of the music. Well, you have now. (laughs) You've seen the best version of it. Some might argue furiously with you about that, but... Oh, Andrew Lloyd Webber? Fuck him. (laughs) He doesn't know shit about Cats. Did you? Okay, this is a tangent. Did you know he inspired Bono to do the Spider-Man musical because he like talked down? Oh, to, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? Yes. He said like, oh, I'm glad the rock musician stayed out of Broadway. And he's like, I could do a Broadway show. And that's why he did Spider-Man. <laughs> so Andrew Lloyd Webber has inadvertently created a lot of wonderful garbage in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man musical when? When are we going to get the film adaption? <laughs> <laughs> Your move, Disney. <laughs> the, your look when I said that to you, you were like, so I'm, deer in the headlights, I'm cat, very cat in the flashlight I'm, look. Cat in the any angle of this movie. <laughs> oh my God. They look like fucking so atrocious and I love it. I've seen this film twice in theaters. I went and saw it in my hometown. I went and saw it with my stepdad, my mom, my partner, Reed, and two of my friends from my hometown. Um, my stepdad fell asleep. Lucky. My friend Ben took an edible before the movie and was sitting there with his hands over his face the entire film. Luckier. Just like aghast. (laughs) Um, My mom was like on her phone searching for houses and like looking at shoes on Amazon. (laughs) There was nobody else in the theater. It was just the, the six of us just having a grand old time. And then you saw it last night with me. That's right. Which was a very different screening. Yeah. There were people already doing midnight movie madness call and responses to the movie. They were ready when it's like, drum roll, please. Everyone starts patting their their legs. The they guys behind us, it. like right behind us, uh, they've like walked behind me to the bathroom and one of them was like, dude, I'm still so high. <laughs> Just in your face about it. But it was great. Yeah, there, there we were all rowdy laughed. teens we cried. It in was, our second showing. <laughs> It was wonderful. Yeah. Because I never really understood the appeal of Cats. Whenever it came up before, people would just be like, oh, that's the longest running Broadway show because people love saying facts. And I'm like... (laughs) Facts that everybody knows, by the way. Because I knew that and I don't know shit about Bradway. 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 That's Brad Pitt's Bradway. Bradway. (laughs) Uh, And so I had never seen it as popular as it was, but I had seen almost... Several VHS tapes I had growing up had like a commercial for go see cats on Broadway. I had no way of getting to Broadway, but I was just like, I should go see cats on Broadway. You were thinking about it. You were like, Mom, Dad, how do I do this? <laughs> I'm sure my mom could tell you a story of when it's like, Oh, Ian, we should go to New York. I'm like, Can we see cats? Um, maybe Wicked has tickets. <laughs> I did see The Lion King on Broadway. Now that's a show about cats that is worth seeing. Did you actually, or is I this did. made up for the bit? Okay. Yeah. Great. How was it? Better or worse than Cats 2019? Better than Cats 2019 and uh, The Lion King 2019. Okay. Lion King 2019, better than Cats 2019 or worse? 
Wow, this is uh, quite the comparison. So, like visual, I think visual effects hands down is cats. One of these movies is very watchable, and the other one is uh, boring. (laughs) I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. Cats is fun. I like cats. I saw it twice in theaters, and maybe I'll go again if I can find another unwitting friend to convince. I was going to say, does Cats have witty dialogue from Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner? But, like, it essentially does with God, Seth with Rogen, James Kat. Corden and Rebel Wilson. They're pretty much the same. We missed out on Seth Rogen, Cat. Oh, my God, because he was doing Pumbaa. He would be... James Corden. The James Corden character. And I would like him. As would well. he do the accent? Because everybody <laughs> in this movie is either has a crazy British accent or is doing a fake British accent, as is okay. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift might be British. We don't know that is, she's is not. Is Jason Derulo British? No. Okay, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me being instigatory. <laughs> I actually don't know shit about Jason Derulo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you first heard of him when the cast trailer, trailer dropped. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then you were like, "And Jason Derulo is Rum Tum Tugger," and I was like, "I don't know what that means." Is that we like a Broadway d- guy? I don't know. <laughs> Is he from the London Ballet, like most of the stars? Which, God bless them. <laughs> this is the start of a bright and shining career for them. <laughs> oh, I even said it to you during the theater. I just thought about all those kids who were so probably excited to be in a big budget universal musical, but then they're playing CGI mice in this film. If you thought the cats looked bad, every animal that's not a cat is... Yeah. Why the did mice, the, the cockroaches. The cockroaches had human faces. <laughs> the mice are really... I mean, they all have human faces, to be fair. They are human faces with little CGI whiskers on them. Okay, if, we can, if we're diving into how the faces look... Oh, yeah, let's do it. I went back and forth about what makes a good cat face the whole time, because I think I was the least bothered by Ian McKellen. And I'm like, sure. it's his cheeks, it's his wrinkles, they just compliment it. Then Judy right. Dench shows up and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> the wrinkles don't make it better. Well, what is the worst looking thing about the cats and cats? Because I would say it's their feet that float about a foot off the ground <laughs> um, and never connect to anything, which is a great element in a, a movie about dancing cats. <laughs> I think, first of all, it has to be said... In a show and story that's the big appeal is the fantastic dancing. You lose some of the the joy of live dancing when it's CGI bodies doing it. Like none of it looks real. So when they like stick their leg up to their head, I'm like, yeah, that's a cartoon. They can definitely do it. Sure. But when a person does it live, you're like, oh, that's incredible. Yeah, I guess. But like the dancing breakdown when they sing Singing in the Rain in Avatar was really, really good. Like you can't deny that that was the best part of the movie. Don't act like I remember anything about Avatar. That is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so so what would you say is the worst part about the cats, the faces? Uh, the faces are just very in your face because it's Tom Hooper. He does the same thing he did in Les Mis where it just slowly zooms in on someone's face as they're singing. And it's like, it was a little uncomfortable in Les Mis, but right. they were real people. Now they're not real faces. <laughs> and you're like... Did they animate snot on Jennifer Hudson? Oh, I know. And they did in every scene. Just tears welling and snot drooling out of her nose. The first time I watched this, I didn't notice the snot bubbles. (laughs) This time, it's constantly there. And it's like, is is that practical? Like, on set? Was it like between takes? Like, uh, Jennifer's snot is dried out. Somebody's got to go re-snot her. (laughs) Or is (laughs) it CGI potion? This is a makeup artist with an eye drop of snot. (laughs) Because their faces are like the actor's faces with makeup on them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that's the weird fucking thing is that like their entire body is CGI. Like their hands are kind of human, but have like CGI fur on them. Their face face, just like the main part is their face with fur with with makeup makeup on it. And the rest of their head is all CGI. Because there were times I thought the faces looked off. But the heads looked better. Because the the faces are just like floating in midair. Because they've essentially, from what I've seen in behind the scenes stuff, they weren't even wearing like mocap suits. They just like rotoscoped fur oh, onto no. these people like Roger Rabbit style. It's <laughs> it's like Carrie Fisher's head in Rise of Skywalker <laughs> on the body double. Oof. No, I think we need to talk about the hands. Yeah, the hands are really bad. We we watched the version where they fixed a lot of the the fuck ups, which I'm very disappointed about. I know. In the original version, you can like see like Rebel Wilson's sleeve in one shot. <laughs> oh, no. It's just like hanging out, and not her like CGI sleeve when she zips off her fur, and underneath it's still her oh, fur, but God. with a sequin suit attached. Okay, which is already a gag that wasn't fun or enjoyable to look at no then they do a callback when they have to take out the the evil boat cat <laughs> everything we're saying name. actually happened in the movie yeah because i'm sure you're gonna have people listening to this <laughs> who haven't seen the movie and oh, really? i think I really think, it made six million dollars its opening weekend i'm sure it did great <laughs> on its 90 million dollar budget it has grossed 25 million in the united states and canada 32.4 million in other territories worldwide total $57 million on a production budget of 90-ish. So maybe it'll make its money back. Maybe we'll see Cats 2, Dogs, in theaters 2022. The, the clear spinoff is Cats and Dogs. This is a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> when the dog, like on the other side of the, the door, when she runs into Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser, and they get chased away by the dog, I was like, show me that dog. I want to see that dog. It's that's- the same dog from Toy Story, 1999's <laughs> Toy Story. Well, I just wanted to see like a disgusting dog-man hybrid that was like twice as large as them, like... <sighs> played by Terry <laughs> Crews. <Yeah. laughs> oh my god. It's oh, just him saying, bark, bark. Dogs. Most unsettling part of the film for you. I think it would have to be the second time Jennifer Hudson sings. That's when you really notice the snot. It really gets all up in her face. Yeah, it's terrible. It's such a beautiful song, though. And she does such a great I job. I get like, so mad it. when she she kills it the whole yeah, movie. She's great. And it just pissed me off because I'm like, do you know what you're going to look like when the movie's done? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm imagining her filming it thinking, I'm getting that us. <laughs> and I'm like, you're oh, you're know. going into the, hiding for the next couple of years. The fact that this movie came out and will not be nominated for Best Musical 2019 is so funny. Because <laughs> it's like one of the only ones. It was like this and Rocket Man. I mean, there's no like full musical categories, which is fine. It did manage That's to true, get... musical or comedy. It wasn't going to beat... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My favorite musical. Uh, it did get... A Golden Globe nom for Best Original Song, the one that they clearly wrote just so they can get a nomination. Which one is that? Uh, it's the one Victoria sings. Oh. About the beautiful ghosts, yeah. Yeah, It fuck lost it. to Rocket Man. <laughs> and so... Best Original Song for Rocket Man, which one? The one that Elton John sings at the credits. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> remember that was in it. I don't remember that. I, I probably left in the middle of the credits. My most jarring point from the film, although there was a lot of them, maybe just like the opening when you first start seeing them like scampering. Oh, that in. was bad. But really, when James Corden's character um, drinks out of the champagne bottle and they just like pour it over his head and he just like gurgles it down for 30 seconds and it's disgusting like CGI champagne, just my heart exploded. I was like, this is my favorite movie. I also need to give a shout out to, uh, I think when they all get into the theater thing after the introduction of old Deuteronomy, when they all start like dancing in a circle, then they get on full on all fours, like real cats and their tails become erect, then flaccid, then erect, then (laughs) flaccid. And they're all like vibrating. And they start yet gyrating as their tail like (laughs) levitates up in sync. And and anytime they start yowling, like when somebody like does a good performance and they're like, I'm like, no, no. And they try to make them sound like real cats. Yes, this is terrifying. It's weird to look at actual cats after that movie. It's and... weird to look at actual human beings after that movie. I'm not quite sure that I know what I look like anymore. Sometimes I have nightmares. And... You saw it last night for the first time. So you had nightmares last night. No, I feel like I'd seen this movie in my dreams in the darkest part of my mind leading up to this. <laughs> and this is just some, like, nightmare. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'll ever wake up. So 10 out of 10. 10 Lo- out of great 10 film. F- it's so great. Movie-going experience. Here's the thing. This is a terrible movie. It's truly god-awful terrible. I love it. But it is genuinely awe-inspiring at times. Like, there are times mm, that yes. are genuinely good. Um, what was your favorite, genuine favorite moment from the movie that actually thrilled you? If there was one, because there definitely was for me. I'm trying to think of the most, like, uh, sincerely loving it moment. I think whenever I enjoyed a song that got me off guard, like the, uh, uh, the most clever cat, uh, Mr. Mr. Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles. The magical Mr. Mistopheles. The magical Mr. Uh, I did think his song was very catchy, yeah. but... Just because they say the same thing 40 times. (laughs) I think that's the secret, but I was going to not point that out to them as a favor. But but that's like most of the songs in the movie. Like the villain song is like McCavity, McCavity, there's no one like McCavity. McCavity. It's like, okay, I get it. His name is McCavity. Sorry, we have to go back to Most Unsettling now that you reminded me about (laughs) Idris Elba in this entire movie. The green eyes don't work. His disgusting buff body doesn't work. Of all the actors, I feel like I can believe them in it. Taylor Swift, yeah, sure. James Corden, of course. Rebel Wilson, designed for you. Jason Derulo, (laughs) he's just having fun. He's never going to do a movie again. (laughs) Um, Taylor Swift either. I mean, she was in... The Lorax and cats. So, of course, she has a great career ahead of her. I forgot the Lorax happened. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> anyway, even Ian McKellen and Judy Dench, like, they're, people love them at this point. They can do a goofy movie now and sure. then. Sure. Idris Elba just seems out of place the whole time, and he doesn't look like he's having fun. Even when he tries to smile, I don't buy it. I'm like, what? who's blackmailing you? What did you <laughs> yeah. do? <laughs> Yeah, and and the way the like all the bad ADR, like whenever he disappears, because by the way, the cats can do magic in this movie. Disappears in a pump, yeah, puff Which, smoke, and it's always like what, or it's like macavity. And when we see it, when we saw it, the theater burst out into laughter every time he vanished or made someone else vanish. Because I didn't know there was magic in this lore, but I sure. guess I didn't know much about the lore of cats. You never heard of. 
the magical Mr. Mistopheles. I thought he was like a, an illusionist, mm-hmm. you know, sleight of hand. He's actually magic. My genuine moment of delight from this movie was during Skimbleshank's The Railroad Cat song. Oh, of course. Uh, one that I missed the first time I saw it, and I was extremely disappointed when I saw it again because I was like, wow, what a time. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. The tap dancing All was the cool. CGI cats tap dancing on the railroad, and you're like, wow, the, the choreography here. The camera spins around, and suddenly they're on a CGI railroad, and then they're in a train. <laughs> No, I think the other genuine moment I had is when Jason Derulo showed up. One, in that he was the one I was most excited for, because what the fuck? Why did he pick this? Right, right. But then he killed it. Rum Tum Tugger, man. He's a curious cat. (laughs) He just. I think that that's just a fun character. I think somebody else could have done Rum Tum Tugger better than him. Who would you pick? Your dream Rum Tum Tugger? (sighs) Tom Holland in 10 years. Does he have the voice for it, though? I don't know. What does Jason Der- Okay, I guess Jason Derulo nailed the notes and stuff. His accent was atrocious. <laughs> that made it even better. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, that's me? true. That's true. All of the campiness of this movie definitely made it a lot of fun. Like, the thing about this movie is that any five-minute segment of this movie, if it was placed in the middle of a normal movie, would be the best part of that movie. You would yeah. walk out like, what the fuck was that in the middle? <laughs> even the worst part of this movie was Lost in the Woods from Frozen 2, Kristoff's song. <laughs> I didn't see it. I left for the bathroom. I always leave for the bathroom during all the best parts of yeah. musicals. <laughs> and Rocket Man, I left during the Rocket Man part. <laughs> oh, no. Every time. I can't get it. I, keep, I don't know how the song I keep, goes. I keep watching it. And I'm like, why is it called Rocket Man? <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking cats. This is going to be a midnight movie classic for mm-hmm. sure. Like, how did everybody involved in this not realize that they were making the most insane movie ever? I Admitted thought of that. It several times throughout the yeah. movie uh usually when it got slow when there wasn't big dance things so uh in the original song and in poor jennifer hudson's scenes, <laughs> i thought okay someone had to yell cut the brakes stop this thing uh most people probably oh, I'm didn't sh- i'm sure they shut down production 15 times <laughs> <laughs> they were like, sure, like taylor most- swift cannot do an accent <laughs> The movie's canceled. We're too far. We can't cancel it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. 
A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. I bet most people didn't have the power to say anything. Any studio executive is like, oh, we have a great director. We've got the most popular Broadway show. It's going to be fine. So the question is, what was Tom Hooper thinking? Because he was the real creative force behind this. Sure. And I bet this was like a ghost directed by Simon Kinberg situation. (laughs) Somebody had to step in. Well, the question then is, I can see someone ghost directing it and not using their real name, but why would Tom Hooper choose to put his name on it? Right. He thought he was making some risky but will pay off great classic move with this. Fine. He thought, oh, it'll be a visual spectacle that will beat the Irishman for the VFX Oscar. Sure. Who did he think was the target audience for this? Because it's way too Just, horny to be a kid's yeah, movie. Yeah, can't be gays in their 30s and... <laughs> Who grew up watching Cats. People that ironically watch it. (laughs) So it's like he's trying to nostalgia bait like everything in Hollywood now. But it's for people who saw Cats in like 1994. Right. This will be fun or maybe this will be nothing. Try and name as many of the cats from Cats as you can without looking at your phone. All right. Let's see. Victoria. Rum Tum Tugger. Gus. Short for asparagus. The theater cat. Malkivity. Macavity. I'll give you a half. Macavity, the mystery cat. Uh, old okay, Deuteronomy. Okay, I'll, give you, I'll give you that one. Yeah, you got to give me. You got five. <laughs> uh, and then Rebel Wilson as herself. Uh, who's the cat that explains everything? What's his name? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, and then there's the magical cat, Mr. Mr. <laughs> The magical Mr. Mistopheles. Mistopheles. That's not a real name. So I that I get that one. Um, there's there's the brown cat. Uh, Gusto James? Was that what, what, what? No, no, no. I think I know what you're talking about. Let's do it Bungo, together. Bustopher Jim- Jones? <laughs> I'm also not looking at a list, so maybe we're wrong. We got okay. M- Bustopher Jones. Mungo Jerry? Did you Mungo say Mungo Jerry is what I meant to say. Rumble Teaser. Of course. Um... Taylor Swift is like Luminatra or something. Yeah, it's like it's like Bella Lantro. Bellatrix. We're never gonna is get that, that, a that cat? one though. No, it's like it's like something ballerina. I don't know. Skimbleshanks. Oh, Railway yeah. cat. Yeah, of course. Of course. Did you say the name of like the gray cat that explains who everyone no. is? <laughs> no, his name. Because <laughs> his most me- well, all of his dialogue is explaining who other people are, but his most memorable thing is who's old Deuteronomy. Old Deuteronomy. <laughs> yes, that was the best part. I was talking about that with you in the theater because people were just talking during this movie <laughs> yeah. in a full theater. Everybody was, was loving it. it was I was awesome. just like, what if what if that happened in real life where you like somebody like walked up and they were like, Hey, where's Mia? And you were like, Mia's in the kitchen. <laughs> She's cooking up a meal. Because just before that, uh they even sort of drew attention to it when hilarious bit james corden and rebel wilson are tied up on this boat right and this cat appears and it's like 
Who are you? And there's a pause. I am. And he, I can't even remember. What, no, no, what, his name is ridiculous. Was he the pirate cat? Was he the the, the cat he, of the... He was like the frisky cat or something like no, that. No, he had this whole bit about he was on the River Thames. Yeah. And he and then James Corden was like, you can't rhyme yeah. aim with Thames. Yeah. It's Thames. It was hilarious. The movie's you, not You funny, really got to see it. All of the... the Carpool the Karaoke, Wilson. the movie. <laughs> James Corden sings this big song about how he's fat, and then he says, "Don't, don't draw attention to my oh weight. My God. I'm sensitive about that." And like the music stops, so it's just him at his best in his element doing his comedy. Did you see Carpool Karaoke? Um, I've never watched. A oh, okay. Carpool I was about to say he, he did one with uh, Kanye and his entire choir on Kanye's private plane, uh-huh. and it's just like James Corden enjoying other people singing. Mm-hmm. around him it's just like him like surrounded by a bunch of people who aren't white and he's just like i love it this is my favorite i don't know any of these songs like, <laughs> oh i hate him i hate james corden so much um and and yet not the worst part of this movie what do you think's the worst part rebel wilson oh yeah <laughs> she's terrible she's incredibly unfunny um that's probably what holds Jason Derulo's song back from being my favorite is that it was interrupted at least three times for <laughs> witty quips from Web- Rebel Wilson. Oh, my God. The part where she stops him in the middle of his incredible song to be like, I can do that. And also how to break dance is it. And then she starts like dancing. Not dancing. To like well. a trap beat. That comes out of nowhere. <laughs> really bad. What else is there to talk about with cats? Is there anything? Because if there's not, we can call it. I don't know if I said this before, but the moment when the hands really became a problem for me is when Ian McKellen had fingerless gloves on, which drew attention to the fact that his fingers were skin, flesh, human, yeah. but his arms were furry. When I saw the film a second time, I was really confronted with my own ideas of what I think the movie should be. Because <laughs> I was like, the problem is they look too much like humans. And also too much like cats. Like they're in this weird, like extremely uncanny middle ground. Yeah. But it's like if they looked more like cats, it would be more disturbing. If they were like humans with like sharp, jagged teeth Mm -hmm. or like what if they just looked like cats, like cats, no human to them. Originally, I think like in the 90s, they wanted to do an animated version, like hand-drawn animation. I think Steven Spielberg wanted to produce it. Or oh, okay. His name was thrown around, and the idea is that it would kind of just be like the Aristocats. That sounds like somebody trying to sabotage Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg is doing this, and Tom Hooper's like, no, it's my project. <laughs> Get away, Steven. I bet Steven Spielberg didn't touch it. He didn't fight for it. It, it, it was like when George Lucas is like, oh, you want to direct The Phantom Menace? And he's like, you know what? You do this one george i want to see what you're gonna do with it george (laughs) but it's like imagine if they tried doing cats when it was just hand-drawn talking cats and i'm like that would make me actually think do i like the songs do i like the story because all the weird cat people are just taken out of the equation yeah that's true I haven't seen the stage musical, but i'm under the impression that they change a lot of the story and that i don't think victoria's in it Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's completely made up for the movie I to be a POV n- character. No, no, I, th- I think that she is because the cats do walk around and introduce themselves the entire time. I think I was under I the impression the they just thing. do it to the audience. 
Maybe. I think the whole thing about McCavity like stealing the cats away to his barge is added. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of shifting and changing around to make the movie more about tribalism and these lofty themes. Of course. You know. That's what I picked up on when I watched it. Uh huh. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think the whole like conflict with McCavity was made up and you really felt it when it was resolved without a song. It oh, was yeah. this slapstick, <laughs> this slapsticky bit. Mostly James Corden and Rebel Wilson, like knocking the pirate cat off the boat. Right, she unzips her skin and crawls out of it, as if cats shed their skin like a snake. Maybe that's why she's so big. Maybe she has like forty layers of skin. I didn't like any of the stripping in it. No, I'm just gonna call it stripping because, no. like, I didn't mind when cats were naked. I didn't mind when cats had clothing, but when cats that previously had clothing removed that, it felt worse <laughs> because true. I realized then, oh, they look naked. And I think you alluded to, it was no more apparent than when Idris Elba revealed he was a really buff cat. Yeah. And it's like all the other cats are sort of fatty. All the other cats look like cats. And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm pretty buff cat. Look at me. I'm, I'm McCavity. But like he barely sings in the movie. You can kind of tell that Idris Elba was like, I'm not doing that. He was blackmailed. I swear he was black. <laughs> Everyone else I can believe they signed up for it, not and, him. And his ending, like as, um, I don't remember the character's name, uh, Jennifer Hudson Cat is being <laughs> taken away to the heavy side layer um, because she was the jellical choice. All of this I understand after seeing the film two times and kind of <laughs> reading about the plot online. <laughs> the first time I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I wasn't even high. Um <laughs> Jennifer Hudson taken away to the heavy side layer. McCavity climbs on to her weird chandelier balloon and he's like, Oh, I'm going away to the heavy side layer. I'm coming with ya. And then he just falls off and like tries to move himself away. Can't for some reason. His teleportation powers are gone. Inexplicably. <laughs> the entire film he's been he's been McCavitying away. Honestly, like the mechanics just don't make sense, and it really took me out of the world that they built here. It it's so unrealistic. Yeah, the really grounded universe of cats, <laughs> twenty nineteen. I, I I was with you, and then why does his powers not work? It's a glaring plot hole and honestly it, it ruins the movie for me. Right. Which actors do you think would have been really incredible in this film? Do I need to pair them with specific characters you can if you want to okay but i'm just wondering like like we talked about seth rogan cat earlier that yeah. would have been mm -hmm. unsettling <laughs> steve buscemi for starters yeah no that would have been good though he would yeah. he looks enough like a cat he would have been one of those hairless cats oh, oh my god we oh, can John, still make this john goodman cat john goodman cat. oh i know do you think like snl is gonna do a cat sketch they better. Yeah, I want to see Well, it. no. The thing is, if they tried to make costumes, they would look like the Broadway show. Oh, it no, you're right. No, no, no. I was thinking they'd be like on a bad green screen and they'd just be like floating around, sort of. That'd be pretty good. Picture Kristen Stewart cat. That would just make you I don't, don't want to be turned on by the cats. I like, want you to be is, turned on by the cats. This is the horniest PG-rated movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. There's so many moments where the cats splay themselves out for you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, man, I'm glad they didn't animate buttholes on these cats. Hulk Hogan cat. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan cat would be really good. I think Jack Black cat. Like That'd instead of... Um, Jack White cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you. You'd have a big Jack, Jack Black cat instead of... Uh, James Corden. Oh, immediately better. Yeah. 
And he doesn't even do an accent. Everybody else in the movie is British, and he's like, I'm here! <laughs> so I think it's... We, we said it's so unfortunate that these... Most of the main characters that aren't celebrities are like acclaimed ballet dancers from London. What if we went a different direction and got more musicians like Jason Derulo and Taylor Swift? I'm talking uh, Tom DeLonge, formerly of Blink-182. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, no, all of Blink-182 sure. as cats. Uh, oh, you just want to make it like a, like a rock anthem musical? No, just Blink-182. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then Dr. Kanye J. Cat. <laughs> Wait, no, no, Snoop would be good. Kanye Cat. Snoop Kanye could Cat play the dog the that like traces them and they have to close the door. Kanye Cat would be good and they would just let him go off and it'd just be like unconnected like Kanye ran. He doesn't introduce himself as a cat. He just sings about Kanye. Do you think they would just be named after themselves? He would just be Kanye Cat? He wouldn't be like... No, they all got to be as good as Rum Tum Tugger. Ka- Kanye First Tim. Kanye First Tim is what like Seth that. Rogen Cat would be what? called. Okay. Last, last thing. Yeah. What would be your cat's name if you were a cat and cats? Fuzzy Boofer. Fuzzy Boofer. I'm committing to that. Okay. Cause a Do lot I regret them, it? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Am I sticking with it? Absolutely. A, a lot of them have like two parts to them. It seems like it'd be like Fuzzy Boofer Craig. Because they, they all have like a normal part. They're like Bustafa Jones. <laughs> But Fuzzy Boofer, that's a good cat name. What's one of the, like, thief cats? I keep forgetting his name. Bungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry Mungo. and Rompel Teaser. Mungo Jerry is the one I keep trying to remember. And I keep not... I can, like, picture how I think it's spelled. Just, just think of the say. song. It's Mungo Jerry and Romp El Teaser. I don't and remember any of the melodies. usually they will just leave it at that. <laughs> I always think a bad thing when you watch a musical and... Even if you enjoy the songs, you walk out of the theater not remembering any melody. Sure, but I've seen it twice now, and I do have most of the songs stuck in my head. Well, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wrote down my cat's name when I walked out of the film the first time. I decided that my cat's name would be Biggledy Cump Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's good. The podcast cat? The podcast. The podcast. <laughs> I'd be the elusive cat. No, that's what it's going to be. Because it's always a fun adjective. The theater cat. Right. The magic cat. The mystery cat. Anything else about Cats 2019? I think everything's been said. This movie's a gift to humanity. Like, I'm, I'm very glad thankful for it. This is one of those movies that I'm so glad that it got made and it came out in the way that it did. Like, what if, you know, the movie never released and then five years from now we saw, like, images of it and we were like... Why'd this never come out? Yeah. This is fucking or like if that trailer dropped and then they just canceled the whole thing and we were like, <laughs> Or if they said, you know that. what, we're gonna redesign the character. <laughs> oh, it comes out in three years, like X-Men, New Mutants. <laughs> and they'd send three different VFX companies to bankruptcy. Oh no. They did. did With they? The, the people that did this one went under. Oh, of course. They yeah, did. they were the same people. I was gonna say the Lion Sonic King. people did too. Yeah, I think it's the same company, right, Reed? You think it was this or Sonic that destroyed them? Oh, it was a combination of the two. It's the one-two punch. It, you, when Lion King is the best work you've done, that's um pretty tired. Well, I mean, times. it looks nice. Sure, it it just looks like animals, which is what they were told to yeah, do, and no, they did a true. great job. That's true. It's not their fault. I mean, this the movie, problem with Lion King is not the visuals; it was the decision that led to the visuals. It's also the visuals. Mm-hmm. 
like the fact that they're just like emotionless lions singing can you feel the love tonight and it's like well well no i'm trying to say that the decision to say oh let's make them as realistic as possible is the problem the fact that they succeeded in that is not the problem sure because they could have looked like they could have just pasted the cat's faces on those animals that's true there were no moments from the lion king that like in aladdin there's a lot of moments where you're like wow the genie looks bad yeah (laughs) (laughs) or picture lion king it's exactly as you remember it i mean exactly as the 2019 one is sure but john oliver is a bird person in the same style of the cat people (laughs) which is perfect because he disappears for a part of the movie like a third of it and you forget about him then he'll pop up again like hello simba and you're like oh i I thought i thought you were saying everybody in the movie would be the cat's version of themselves that's good too but i like picturing everything's normal except one character okay the actual last last thing even though i keep saying this thing is the last thing this is the last thing what movie or tv show would be improved upon if everybody in it looked like the cats from cats does it have to be something animal based or no no it can be whatever because i i tweeted about this earlier the irishman the Irish cat. Well, I haven't seen The Irishman yet. I haven't either, but picture oh Robert God. De Niro as a cat. <laughs> well, I was talking about it earlier because me and Reed were watching Pose. Marriage Story. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Marriage Story would be really good. We were watching Pose and I was like, Pose is really, really good. And I love how it's just like full of like queer and trans people of color that love and support each other. And it's just really big and extra and tell stories that haven't been told before. But what if it could do all those things and also they looked like the cats from Cats? It's a beautiful thought. It'd be a really incredible show. It is an incredible show, but it could be something more. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones is it. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I really like that. Avengers Endgame. If like not all the rest of the universe, but just that one, they were like, <laughs> all of them are cats now. Yes. Like everybody that comes back from the portals <laughs> yeah. when they come back at the end are cats. <laughs> and so then half the universe is cat yeah. people. The other half is. <laughs> yeah. Ian, thank you for coming on the podcast this week. This I can come up time. with more. <laughs> Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat. No, get out of here. Get out of here. Fine. Where can people find you online? You can find me at Ian Shrank on Twitter and Instagram. Great. And I'm on Twitter at Stop Tweeting Mia. Thank you guys for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Open your eyes. And experience the magic as never before. Now at last on video, for the first time ever, Andrew Lloyd Webber's timeless masterpiece, Cats.